Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast. FM 104. Tonight, TikTok sensation psychologist Dr. Justin Darienzo. He's going to tell us about the signs your relationship is over. National Jambon Day is on the way, so we hear from Irish cult comedy hero Owen Colgan, who's been chosen by the public to create a new Jambon flavour sensation. And how petty are you really? We look at some of the pettiest things people have done in the past. This is Room 104. FM 104. Welcome back. It's Monday, Kev. Oh, wow. You're you're <laughs> upbeat, Trish. <laughs> I'm something anyway. <laughs> yeah. You've I'm... got a glow. You've got an energy about you today mm. that I haven't seen in quite some time. Thank you very much. Maybe yeah. it's the bit of makeup I'm wearing or it could be that the sun was shining. Yes. Oh, my it gosh. Was. It was a beautiful day today. It was. It was glorious. Long may that continue. Mm. I am done with the wet, the cold, the wind, all of that, the grim stuff. I'm ready for spring. Yeah, moving to summer. <laughs> Let's move on from Let's the move happy on. weather we've had. God damn it, the winter's here. You've been so good though. You've been out and about. So you got me really jealous last week when you were like, I've made the most of the day in the yeah. rays. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to soak it up and see uh-huh. if it does make a difference. And it really does. Okay. Feel much more energized. Yeah, it yeah. does. It, the natural vitamin D from the sun is a real thing like it de- you can definitely feel it it just it does something to you Even that if and you coffee get- and, and the coffee helps <laughs> did you get any treats uh, no not many treats today were you getting treats no I, I, was, oh. I was oh no I did I, I made something what did you make? I made a lemon drizzle cake. You did not. I did. Oh Back my to the gosh. baking for the COVID. Well, yeah, like it was like lockdown times. That's not a good thing. But uh, yeah, I did. I did some home baking. I was very domestic today. I'm licking my lips because I have to say lemon drizzle is probably one of my top, top favorite cakes. That and red velvet and black forest gato. <laughs> but the lemon drizzle is quite good. Yeah, it's pretty I good. Mean, now. Oh. I was a bit disappointed. I didn't think it was lemony enough in it. I thought I threw in, I threw in like two and a half lemons. It wasn't enough. Do you know how they get it as lemony as they do? No. You make kind of like um, almost a lemon reduction. So you just get oh. a little bit of sugar, a little bit of water and squeeze the lemons in the pot. But you don't want a lot. You just want a tiny little bit. So you're making almost a lemony syrup. Oh, you poke syrup. holes in your cake. When oh, it's done, yeah. poke holes in top, just use a, I don't know, a fork or a toothpick and pour that kind of reduction onto the cake. And honestly, it makes the flavour last. It also makes your cake very moist and it tastes better. You get that lemony zest coming through. Oh, that's the time for that. I just banged a few b- bits together and threw it in the oven. Well, if you're going to 
go through the effort of doing it, you may as well do it right. No, maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> but I also feel like I won't be ma- I won't be baking again for a while. Cause Did you eat the whole thing? It gets messy. Um, I had a decent portion. <laughs> and you brought none in for me. <laughs> sorry, I totally oh. forgot. I'm sorry. There was a lot going on, Trish. Okay, yeah, like the eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that took a decent amount of time. I'm sure it did. Um, yeah. Also, did you get your EP tickets? I did. You did? I did. Oh, good stuff, I good did. stuff, because I know you were waiting now. I did. I So I did a thing where... So I was like to my friend, okay, come on, we'll both get up super early and we'll, you know, we'll beat the queues and everything. I woke up at about 10 to 9. Oh. I logged in. I was like 10,000th in the queue. But he had logged on a good about 15, 20 minutes before me. And he was like, there was only 3,000 people ahead of him. So I knew he was definitely going to get there before me. So I was delighted with that. Just revoluted him the nice one the money you didn't have it. to do anything didn't have to do a your thing insurance in the policy worked out yeah no I pretended like <laughs> oh yeah I'll be just as dedicated now it'll be the two of us in it and uh, no, you did he, not no 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 <laughs> poor guy did everything himself <laughs> but you know what virtual queues can be just as bad as the real thing like you're sitting there just watching the number go down go, and sometimes even increase when you're going wait now <laughs> yeah. wait now I was number 3000 how am I now 4000 you know but the bit I don't understand is how can you be in a so you can be in a queue before the tickets go on sale at nine? Do you know what I mean? So if you log in at half eight, uh-huh. you're going to be in a kind of pre-queue. I th- I would have thought that the queuing actually starts at nine. Do you know what I mean? So your hope would be that with the minute you log on, log on at exactly nine o'clock, yeah. you will be number one. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No. So how early do you have to be to actually? Log on and get the... So say the tickets start at 9, you know, it opens at 9 or mm. go on sale at 9. Can you be on there from 5am? I don't think so because sometimes what happens is it chucks you out of the queue and yeah. refreshes again. So unless you're sitting by your PC and constantly, constantly. like refreshing for the hour till the doors open essentially yeah. then I don't know how I, I don't think it works the way you think it does okay I was very confused yeah. I was like wait a minute I logged on definitely before 9 thing doesn't start until 9 so I would have thought that's when no. the big queue starts but then how 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 many hours before I don't know as you say, you can get chucked off. So. Yeah. It's a very confusing system. This is why your system works. Just get your few friends <laughs> yeah, to together. sign up as well. Yeah. Exactly. All we'll at all the same time. We'll do it at the same time. There's always actually, going to be a guarantee yeah, that and someone will get them. The one friend who's much more diligent <laughs> and who actually will pay attention to what time it is. and like, yeah, <laughs> Who actually got up and listened to what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Oh, the friendship groups always need one of those, though. You know, just the organiser friend. The organiser. Yeah. They exist for a reason. Exactly. Glad to have them. <laughs> Glad to have them around in, in times like this. <laughs> so, like, the tickets were sold out within, what, half an hour, 40 minutes? Yeah, like, they were I'm gone, not surprised. Though. I'm gone, not surprised. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there you go. You got yours anyway. Good stuff. Now I'm like, oh, God, camping, a festival. Haven't done that in years. I haven't actually properly camped at a festival <sighs> I've done a few day trips here and there. <laughs> I know the there's, grimace on yeah, your face says look, it all. There's no point in pretending 
that camping is the best thing ever. No. Like it, it's very difficult on the back. And the older you get, the less you're able to ignore the elements going on around you and just sleep. Um, it was particularly difficult, my last festival. It just, I think we needed a blow up bed in the tent or something. Did you not when have you, one? No, we oh. had, um, I had like a yoga mat. I brought like a duvet cover. I, I may as well have, should have brought the bloody yeah, air mat. Yeah, because we ended up putting so much padding that I'm like, this just made more weight for us to yeah. carry. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't think it through, but we bought all the, the yeah, the yoga mat, this kind of um, cover thing again on top of that, and then a duvet cover, and then a cover cover. It was a disaster because where <laughs> we had positioned ourselves, yeah. it was on a slight slope. Oh, no. So once the rain started, it's oh, almost like our tent decided to just collect all the water that was coming down. It was like down. a gutter. Oh, <laughs> Kev, oh, no. when I tell you, the tent was soaked and then trying to look for somewhere else to relocate on your second day or third day. Listen, your hope is gone then. You know, you may as well just be oh, parked God. in front of a, one of the laneways that people are using as a pedestrian path because it was awful. So just make sure you're comfortable with the bedding anyway. Cause you're not selling this to me, Trish. Yeah, the experience will be great, but I'm when you get to a certain age, I know. You can, the sleeping rough is tough. Sleeping rough. It is sleeping rough. <laughs> yeah. You're basically outside you're with the, the elements. elements. It's, it can be very difficult. What about, and is all the, the glamping and the teepees and all that, is that too just way over the top expensive or... Yeah, I think if maybe you're doing it with a few people, because I've heard of people who, you know, have gone like as a big group and you can maybe break up the costs a little bit, but it's still very dear to get into those parts, to buy a ticket for those parts. Do you know what I mean? I know, because that's a whole other ticket. Like, so I've got my actual weekend camping ticket. Mm. Would I have to get another ticket for this glamping and the yurts and the teepees and all those yeah, they're different. There's a, it's a whole different part. And the, the other thing I found about it is sometimes those areas are so far away because obviously they're yeah. the private area or yeah. whatever. And you're finding it just hours and hours of walking. Like it's already a big enough ground. Yeah. And I know you get the comforts and it's get probably a little showers. bit more nice. Warm showers. Mm. But the amount of walking you have to do to get over there. Now maybe there's a shortcut because I've never stayed, but I visited. You know when you make yeah. friends at a of festival? Course. and I visit you about yeah. By your part, um, the it's walking. Like a twenty-minute trek. Like, come! On. I would just happily just stay with everybody else, just to avoid that walk. You know. But. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the like. I'm just thinking in my head. Luckily, I bought the ticket now because at least I can be able to pay that off and you know factor that into my mm. budget over the next couple of months. But then it's all the extras. Like I was thinking, I don't have any decent footwear. What oh. do you need? Wellies or boot, wellies? Good socks, or, and you yeah. need a good few pairs of good socks with yeah. you now. No, the weather might be good because like sometimes yeah, you do get the blessed good weather and it's really nice you see yeah, people walking around in the Trish. shorts and their flip flops no I, I think it's always the last day of like yeah. the sun comes out yeah the last day it's always like that Saturday can be such a mixed bag yeah. it can be like stormy windy yeah. uh, oh god yeah look hey just I'm, pack carefully and, and <laughs> diligently just make sure you have every base covered you know if it's going to be a bit of sun you want your flip flops and maybe your shorts if there isn't you know you're going to need the wellies and the socks and the extra clothes tops but I'm not an organised person 
for festivals you have to you be have because to you be. can't go home there's no <laughs> ma'am will you come drop that off for me or girlfriend can you just pop this up to me I've forgotten that you yeah, know it's, no, it's not going to work like that. that no, no. oh do you know what I started watching what this weekend, Love is Blind, the new season. Have you seen it? Remind me which one is that? So this is, that is the where, one where, where they get naked. No, no God. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your mind went from love yeah. to, naked. to naked. Well, when you hear blind, <laughs> I don't know, but go on. That's uh, what's that one called? Naked attraction. Naked attraction. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Lots of love <gasps> My is partner blind. is very freaked out about watching that. I don't is know he? why. I'm like, it's just bits. It's just bits. That's all it is. Yeah. And he's like, no. There's something weird about watching people just standing there naked. Yeah. On especially when they screen off, like they literally just show their wobbly bits. And but they, it gets lifted, it gets raised. So you see, you know, it starts from the ankles, then you might get a bit of the shin, then they lift it up a bit more, and then you see the bits, then you lift it up another bit, and you see the chest, then the face, the big reveal. My God, I have to, I'm going to go home and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it can be a bit awkward. I just think you just it are is. cringing. It's, it's so the awkwardness weird. of watching people stand there with no clothes on. You're like, what are you, what's your mom thinking about oh, no. this? You know, oh, how no. did you get to this point? <laughs> you're so desperate for a date. You're just going to just unveil it all. Or maybe they don't say it to their, to the family. You just like, don't mention that you're on the show. And, you're know. one big TV break. You get your five <laughs> minutes of fame and you're not going to mention it to anyone. Oh, yeah. anyways, look to each your own. Some people are just, you know, proud of their bodies. Tell me about Love is Blind. Though. Well, Love is Blind is this uh, dating show, an American dating show. It's on Netflix. <laughs> the first couple seasons, it's in season, this is the third season. Okay. First couple seasons, absolutely loved. Thought, this is a Mad Hatter of a TV show. How would it work? But some of the couples did work out. So essentially they're, um, they're in these pods. So men get divided, women get divided. Um, they're in these like little... It's like a hotel stay and they get to meet each other on sort of blind dates. So okay. they go into the pods, you have a chat with the, a male you've never seen. Essentially, this person is, it's a blind date as a blind date could come. Okay. You're talking to the person, getting to find out about the person, but you've never meet them. At the very end of it, you pick who you decide that you want to get married to. Yes, it goes from zero to 90 real quick. Married? Married. Oh, so this person, at the end of the dates, the dating rounds, so you, I think you have about a week. It seems like a lot less. Um, and you meet, you know, you go on your dates, you meet these okay. people and you develop a bond, a connection. But you see and them. Then at the, no, you do you, not see them. What, are so they blindfolded or are they No, they're partitioned? in these pods. Yeah. So these pods are just, it's just a basic room with a table table, blank screen, nothing in there. So you are in one of these pods and the other person you're is on the other side of the screen? Is on the other side of the pod. Okay. <laughs> essentially just sitting there. Now it's a lovely little setup. They have yeah. like a couch and you know they can roam about in this room but they can hear each other through the wall but they just That's can't it. see each other. Right. Yeah. And then they have and to then m- at the somebody end has of to get that, married. Yep. You propose oh, and the God. person you yeah, you you walk down the aisle with this person and now it's just, it's crazy how emotionally attached they get to these people after just talking to them. It's, Kevin, you have to watch it. Oh my God, that's crazy. Then they have to move in with the person. So they go on a holiday after they propose. Yeah. The proposal is where you finally get to meet 
whoever it is. Okay. So you meet them face to face. A screen gets lifted. You walk out. You meet this person you've been chatting to, your chosen one. You give them a hug. And then the next time you see them, you'll be going on a holiday together for like a couple of days. It's very intense, very quickly. After the holiday, then you're also going to move in with this person. So the two of your stuff get amalgamated and you have to live with them. And then after that, you walk up the aisle. So it's like two days of holidays, two days of living with each other, two days then. You have to make up your mind that you're walking down the aisle with this person and the the cliffhanger is at the very end when they're at the aisle, somebody always, well, somebody says no. Sometimes it's a yes and they get married and it's happily ever after. Sometimes it's You mean they disaster. go all the way to they the go, altar part yes. are the I do's, is it? All the way to the I do's <laughs> at the top of the altar after meeting this person for a couple of weeks, you're at the altar and you, you have to say either yes or no or I do or I don't. Yeah. Who does the proposing? Is it the men or the women? Mostly it's the men, but it doesn't really matter if you find somebody that you gel with, that you're, you know, connecting with. That's their favourite word in it. I connect with you. If you find somebody that you connect with, you can propose, you know. They usually kind of are asking you, what do you think? Do you think, you know... um, do you think you want to get married? Do you think there's, you know, what's your future looking like? What do you see me in it? Then you kind of suss the person out if they like you or not. And then, boom, your proposal is there. The Americans just go for it, don't they? They just like, they don't care. They'll just get married yeah. next week. And <laughs> yeah, Does it ever do any follow-ups? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah? Oh, it follows up. So the relationship afterwards, the yeah. family get involved. Oh, then sometimes God. you see the friends and family, what they think of it. Now, you might think this definitely can't work. How would this work? It just doesn't seem like it would. But some of the couples are still together now from season two and season one. So, you know, maybe it's not about the superficiality of seeing who you're getting with. It's just about their personality. Has anyone been disgusted with what they see? None of them have made it obvious, but you can kind of see the little flicker across their faces every now and again to go, ooh, you're not exactly what I would choose. One of the guys on this season, oh my gosh, he was just the most blunt, most rude. I don't know where he was getting, like you you have to ask yourself or ask uh, your partner these questions, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to ask whoever is coming up on a date. So it's a rotation of different women, you know. And you have to ask them your questions. Most people would go for questions that's going to give you a little bit of a hint as to what the personality of the person's like. You okay. know, what are you into? Where have you been on, you know, holidays? Do you like to travel? That kind of question. Yeah. This guy comes in and one of his questions was, do you like music? She was like, yeah, yeah, love music. Music is my thing. Um, and he was like, right, yeah, I love going to music festivals. She was like, yeah, so do I. And he was like, um, and I like putting people on my shoulder on the music festival. Do you like being carried? She was like, yeah, I don't really mind. And he turned around and it was like, would I be able to lift you on my shoulder oh. if I brought you to a music festival? He wants to He was to trying to suss out if she was heavy. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't believe that was his <laughs> line of questioning. What a way to do it. Yeah. Just, would I be able to carry you on my shoulder? She was like, sorry? Yeah. Would I need what another you- <laughs> person to lift you up? Would I break my back if you were on my shoulders? <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, Kevin, you have to watch it. It's very funny. <laughs> when right. he asked the question, I'm just, I'm like, I'm glad you were behind that wall and you couldn't see her face because she probably would have killed you with her looks. All right, I'll watch an episode tomorrow yeah. and, and report back. Oh, just car crash TV. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay. it's That's what brilliant. you love. That's what you love. That is what I love. Yeah. I'll take a little break now and you'll 
come, we'll come back to more of your stories of the day, shall we? Yes. There's Charlie Puth and Light Switch. Charlie Puth, Light Switch. I really like that. Charlie's back. Yeah, that's good. Fresh from his breakup from Camille Cabello and oh, he's doing well. Poor old Charlie. Who Is broke up Charlie with who in that, in that case? It was, the, it was Charlie Puth that was going out. Wasn't that Char- or was it Shawn Mendes? Oh, it was Shawn Mendes. Oh, Charlie Puth is going out with them. Um, I man all about that bass. Is it? No, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, well, somebody's going, going out with Charlie Puth. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Camilla. No, no, no. That was Shawn Mendes. They're yeah. over, aren't they? Yes, they're yeah. very, very done. Okay. Do you know what? I don't really be- know if I believe that relationship wholeheartedly. Really? You think it was a setup? Possibly. Was it? Maybe it a Your company const- set up. Ah, ah, yeah. Go away. I just thought so. They just didn't. They look like friends more so than anything. When you saw them on the red carpet, you weren't. I wasn't getting that vibe of, oh, I want to. Rip your clothes off. You know, it's just it <laughs> on like, the red carpet. You want to see people with that vibe? Uh, I've seen it before between couples. Have you seen Rihanna and ASAP Rocky? Oh yeah, no, not recently. They're very much in love on the carpet. You <laughs> okay. can't for a minute deny that those two have something special going on. It take, that takes a certain something to be that open and exposing yourself in front of all the paparazzos I don't know that nearly feels as, uh, just as fake then as someone who you think is being a bit more coy about things or a bit more you know not in your face maybe either way though I love to see it if it's on the red carpet <laughs> really and you're a couple I want to see it I want to see, see some love <laughs> did That's you see how any I'm red carpet judge. action last night there's plenty of award shows uh, on last night I know our crossy was at the BAFTAs oh so the IFTAs were on as well, which I didn't realise. <laughs> and there was something else on. There's the Critic Cho- Critics' Choice or, um, Awards. There was a lot on. There was a lot going on. Uh, we have been to the IFTAs a few years ago. We Remember did. those good old days? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Me <laughs> and Trish rocking up to the IFTAs and uh, couldn't get the Wi-Fi code. <laughs> Someone was being very snarky about it. But anyway, um, but actually we had a good laugh, didn't we? We did. In the end. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Amy Hoobs was there. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, She's going to get me back on her her show. Okay, yeah. Season two. That never happened. That's because the show never came back, I don't think. I think it might might have. It's just my generic barman. Oh, no, no. Um, (laughs) Colomini was there. He was a good laugh. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. We we met some A-listers. We have absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we roll. And it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun weekend here in Dublin for oh. Paddy's Day. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's gonna be great. To have a real St. Patrick's Day feel again, like after so long, that's gonna be fun. And I feel loads like loads of things going on for it good. as well. Yeah. yeah. Lo- absolutely loads of concerts and mm. stuff being organised. So they're really, uh, you can see they're really trying to make it uh, a, destina- a destination event, you know, kind of for, for international tourists and everything. So bring back our tourists. Now it's been a rough year, last couple of years. So yeah, especially when you haven't heard about the um, the latest with the old COVID, have you? Oh gosh, the C word is being mentioned again. No, I haven't heard the latest, but do fill me in, Kev. Well, there's I fear it's going to be bad news. Yeah, the numbers in hospital are going up again. Oh dear God! Wait, didn't, you know, let's let's not let's not panic just yet. <laughs> but they are they are on Friday. Yeah, more than nine thousand cases of the virus were confirmed and the experts have warned that it could spread even more this week oh as the Paddy's Day celebrations get underway. But these people in Dublin 
said it won't stop them from socialising this weekend. Oh, COVID, I don't believe in COVID. I only believe in Guinness. <laughs> Once I've had a few drinks, I don't remember masks or a thing, to be honest. Yeah, I'd feel okay, because, like, I have a mask if you need it, and as well, if it's too packed, you can leave, so... No mask, no nap. Great, it was. It was like, come back to normal again. <laughs> there you go. No mask. No mask. Nobody cares. No. The thing about it is you can't really go back after telling people, oh, you're oh, yeah. free now. We're, we're free. rid of the mask. Yeah. Restrictions have been lifted. And then to all of a sudden go, actually, yeah. no, Remember no. Remember that? No. Let's just scrap that and yeah. go back to how it was. No, no. way. I don't you know? feel it's going to happen, do you? I no. It's too difficult. I the, the, the thing about it is now as well, the virus isn't as... Potent. Yeah, as it was at the very beginning of this. So when people get it, it's probably not as detrimental to their health. Now, obviously, if you are in a group that, you know, maybe have... Um, immunocompromised yeah. issues then I could understand you know there's, that's different I'm not talking about those people but for the majority it's not going to affect you the same as it used to Have you noticed that like there's loads of other bugs and stuff running rampant now people are coming down with all sorts Oh you just made my skin crawl Oh sorry Oh yuck Sorry <laughs> It does seem like but it does kind of, it kind of makes sense now that we're all milling around and mixing and everything again there are going to be, you know, non-COVID related. You know the way that we all were, we didn't get sick for two years at all because we were all locked in. Yeah, no cold, no, no flu, nothing. no nothing. Yeah. Um, and now it's just going to be a, a disease-ridden <laughs> bacteria yeah. plague. Like, no, yeah. it won't be like that. Well, people are won't. still getting COVID as well. And it's like, yeah, I kind of feel sorry for anyone who gets it now It's because it's like, oh, well... Sorry nobody. about you, but nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. It's so true. Yeah. There's a couple of people that I have heard and got it, and it's like I don't think you get as much sympathy. You as definitely you don't. Would. You don't get treated no. like you no. know someone who's just been through the wars, and you know, no, it's just like I'll have you. Yeah, it's it's bad. You'll be grand. Yeah, I had it as well. It's crap. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that means you can't come out this weekend. All right. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. No, the sympathy care. levels are at all-time lows for it's, people who get COVID. It's just a what can you say now? You yeah. know, there's nothing yeah. left to say. And no. it's kind of like, if you have got it already, well, I've been there, done that, wore yeah. the t-shirt, just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got it yet still. I'm tapping wood as I say that. So it's just <laughs> waiting almost. But I know by the time I get it, it'll be two days and that'll be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you've done amazingly well not to get it this far it's it's incredible really so it's the majority of people I know now to have yeah yeah. they might have come in a milder form I don't know but I'm feeling okay and I have felt for the last two years well that's the main thing yeah yeah now you know the best revenge what do you think it is is it being petty back <laughs> what's the best kind of revenge in Kev's eyes oh it's a good question I think it's like playing the moral high ground like not rising to someone who pushes you or anything like that you know I think I think it's that's the best approach I think so too like you know when someone's really riled up at you or uh, someone's freaking out or losing the plot Mm. what I tend to do is play it even more cool and chilled and laid back and that can that can also 
really freak people out as well. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my little revenge tactics. It's almost like the reverse psychology. Yeah, reverse okay, psychology. I like yeah, that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, some people think revenge, the best form of revenge, is winning. You know, just, I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one such person is Irish actor. Um, he suffered cruel jibes and homophobic taunts throughout his childhood. He has invited okay. his bullies to the premiere of his critically acclaimed breakthrough movie. Oh, and I, like I think yes. that is the best kind of revenge ever. It's like, look at me now. Yeah. I'm winning. Where are you? Come to my show, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. His name is Pierce Egan. He's been hailed as the star of In From The Side, um, an upcoming picture that has been billed as the gay rugby film we've all been waiting for. Okay, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, it'll premiere next week at the BFI, a world-renowned LGBT film festival, which takes place at London's British Film Institute. Mm-hmm, so that should be good. And Dubliner Pierce, who stars as the comic lead character Pinky, he said playing the role has finally enabled him to move on with his life and forgive his childhood bullies. Now, uh, he said he was mocked and taunted on a mm. daily basis. He went to a school in Dunleary and he even issued an invitation, I think this is just the best thing ever, <laughs> to his former tormentors to meet him on the red carpet of the prestigious Netflix-sponsored event. Oh, wow. Meet me there. See There's there. your ticket. Yeah, yeah. Look where I am now. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I like it. I think that's... It is. Rise above and then you can do a little... A little dig like that, yeah, and it's not petty or anything. It's just like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm showing you the real winner in this situation, and then I got, I got the last laugh. Or are or. you better off, like, because if you do that, yeah, you're still showing that they, like, that they have some, you know, impact on your life, or that you're still thinking about. It's the best thing not to just not even bother inviting them. No, 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 no. no. You need a moment. what if they showed up? If they showed up, even better. You'd wave at them in the crowd and go, hello, how you doing, peasant? (laughs) But wouldn't you, would would they be expecting you to hang out with them then? No. Would they take your mates then? (laughs) No, I think, I I would assume if somebody has put you through the amount of bullying this man has been put through, Hmm. they would know better than to think they're going to be with you in the green room (laughs) out the back, you know, hanging out and having drinks, meeting the A-listers. No way, you stay on the other side of the carpet. Right. But they probably would just still arrive because it's a free ticket oh, yeah, to an no, event. No. On the other side of the velvet rope. Oh, excuse me, this is for the VIPs. <laughs> so uh. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> so go on, Pierce, is what we say. Yeah. Fantastic one. Well done. And I do think it is, yeah, best form of revenge. I winning. like it. I like it. It is. It is. No doubt about it. It's Room 104 with Trish and Kev. Sure, rah, Is that what they're saying? <laughs> sure, You know me and lyrics. I don't I know. know. As long as it sounds similar, it'll yeah. work. Yeah. I'm saying Shirara. Shirara, Shimama. Shirara. How do you feel about beauty contests? Oh, it depends. Are you talking about like the kitty beauty contest or yeah, you know, no, just the like kitty beauty contests are bizarre? <laughs> those freak me out a little bit to see, like you know, the toddlers and tiaras that type hobby. You know, exist around these parts. That's a US thing only, is it? Or do they have them here? I think they have them here. They do not. Do they? Do, well, like 
they would have pageantry like that for kids. Yes, it's not, it's not, um, <laughs> like, what do you think? Because we're in Ireland, we can't have things I like that. I just didn't think, no, I didn't think it existed here. Oh, yes, Kev. Do a little Google search there. These things do exist, yeah. And people want to enter their kids into them. You know, I do think, like, there's a, there's a place if your kid is very outgoing and you see that they're, you know, they're set for a life of stage, then maybe it would be good for you but I really think, like I think if your if your kid is one of those kids you know it, it'd be the same as maybe entering them into drama groups you could say well if they can enter the drama groups maybe the pageant isn't for them either you know mm. I don't know it just depends on what way you want to look at it but I do remember watching like the toddlers and toddlers and tiaras um, from like the American versions and it can be very OTT and I kind of feel like the kids are a little bit too young to be living that competitive lifestyle you know mm. Yeah, I find I find something here from nine years ago. Uh huh. Saying that a child beauty pageant was due to take place in Ireland, but I don't think it's a thing we have. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no. I don't think so. Okay, what are you telling us? Uh, so <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm talking about a different type of beauty contest altogether. Okay. It's, it's one for animals. Oh. More specifically. Oh. <laughs> One for you made me go on a rant there yeah. about the kitty pageants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, okay. No. Oh, one for animals like Crufts. Well, it's kind of beauty. Crufts. What's cr- what are Crufts? You know, Crufts at the start of the year they have the doggies do jump through hoops and do their thing and oh, yeah. parade around and the best the one usually wins. Yeah, Crufts. It's like well known. Everybody okay. knows where Crufts. Oh yeah, everyone knows. Uh, everybody about knows Kev. <laughs> okay, well, did you know about this uh, camel contest in Qatar? Uh, I've heard about this camel contest. <laughs> have actually, you? I have. Why? What? <laughs> really? Yes. I just remember hearing they were giving um, the camels beauty treatments before they would take part in the competition, like getting Botox in their humps and in their lips to make them look a little bit plumper. Botox? Yes. <laughs> in the camels. In their humps. In their humps. Oh my God. And in their lips and their facial features to make them look a little bit more... Listen, there's... <laughs> the world is a crazy place. there for everyone, yeah, I'm telling it's you. A, it's a nutty, nutty place. But that's why I remember this beauty pageant because I think people got disqualified from taking part because they were pumping up their camels with all sorts of different treatments in order for them to get the number one prize in the camel competition. Well, that would make a lot of sense because... Because it says here, a thoroughbred Arabian camel has been declared the winner of a beauty contest in Qatar, but only after it was confirmed the animal had not been surgically enhanced. So the competition was apparently so stiff for the annual event that uh, has a top prize of 241,000 euro. That is why people are willing to go the ah, now extra I get mile. Yeah. The extra filler and the extra Botox. <laughs> um, Organisers now arrange for the top finalists to be x-rayed and examined by vets before being crowned. That's because they want to ensure that the winners had not been enhanced with Botox and fillers. I just, like, I, I 
remember reading it thinking there are there's no way people are doing this. These poor animals, look how majestic and beautiful they are, yeah. as is. And you're pumping up their lips with Botox. They have oh. no choice. They can't protest. They can't say, no, I don't want this. They just have to stand there while their owner does this to them. It's horrendous. Have you ever looked at a camel and said, that is one beautiful, <laughs> beautiful beast. This belongs in a beauty pageant. <laughs> Never. Well, a lot of people in guitar apparently have. But, you know, could it be dissimilar to, I don't know, the ploughing championships over here where, <laughs> you know, we get our cows all spruced up and they... <laughs> spruced up. <laughs> their shiny coats. <laughs> could it be the same? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's a farmer too in the country who's pumping up his cows with Botox so hey. we look better at the ploughing championships. Oh, I hope not. I hope our standards <sighs> and our competition regulations for the cow beauty pageants are a lot more strict <laughs> than they are over in Qatar. Oh my gosh. Camels the, the ones they have been um, using in these competitions that they don't look like your average camels they do look more fancy you know let me see she, their coats look like yeah they're they're getting the good vitamins you can tell they look majestic oh, don't they're they? they look beautiful they're beauties. They're beauties. I've even got it locks I never realised that oh and they kind of put camels had those they put like special scarves and little things on them as well to make them stand out. Oh, yeah. look at that. Wow. See? What See? a show. Oh, my God. I can't believe this How isn't is televised, this event. This could be the event of the century. How much is um, the cash fund, the prize 200, fund? Nearly, nearly a quarter of a million euro. Trip. I was going to say, will we try and get ourselves a camel and we'll enter, but Jesus. Oh, yeah, maybe we could sponsor a camel <gasps> over there, put a few bob in, yeah. not for Botox and fillers, no. but for whatever other... Beautification. We'll show them how it can be done naturally. Great. Like, here is us, you know, coming in Uh as the underdogs, Mm. never entered this competition before. (laughs) And our camel wins naturally, free of Botox, no fillers, and we'll make sure she's well fed. She looks great, you know, shiny coat and whatnot. I'll get on it. I'll get on on to Qatar in the morning. Please. Thanks. You're welcome. Now, um, if Rod Stewart, Kev, can't get his roads fixed, what hope is there for the rest of us, eh? Poor Rod was out in the streets over the weekend fixing the potholes on his road because he says (laughs) the council isn't bothered to do it, so I'm going to do it myself. More power to you, Rod. Exactly. That's what I think as well. Go on, Rod. If you know the powers that be won't do it, just... Take the power back. I could just imagine him in his in his sparkly suit, um, with well, oh, he's filling no, in the potholes with tar, whatever he needs. He was in a tracksuit, mind you. Oh, he was wasn't he? in here. No, he wasn't in his sparkly suit. He went out there in a tracksuit and his high vis vest, got his <laughs> shovel, and <laughs> he started shoveling bar- our gravel if you into warm the my holes. Potholes, and you think I'm sexy? Come, baby, fill my pothole. He is seventy-seven years old. So is fair he? play to him. Yeah. He shared the posts on Instagram and of course everybody was like, Mind yourself because you have a concert coming up. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want anything I paid happening. Good money to you. for this. Exactly. His new album, his latest album is called The Tears of Hercules. Um and he'll be touring the US and the UK from June. You might have your tickets already for the three arena, but yes, he will be here. So hopefully he'll be keep safe now with all these potholes and that he's trying to fill up. But who would have Sir Rod Stewart out in his road with a graveling, uh, or sorry, with a wheelbarrow? Uh, Look, <laughs> out Trish. there digging up. 
we know how long councils take to do anything. And I'm kind of of the same mindset as good old Rod. If you want something done, kind of do it yourself. But when it comes to now mixing out cement and doing tar (laughs) and filling bottles and getting (laughs) stuck in and like, you know, there could be traffic whizzing by this poor fella. And uh, yeah, maybe leave it to someone a councillor or something but that's it he was trying to ring them and they're not coming in to help him fix he explained that he had decided to take matters into his own hands after an ambulance had a burst tyre other cars were bashing into other cars due to the damaged roads so he said you know what I'm getting out there with my gravel with my shovel and my wheelbarrow and my high-vis vest and I'm going to do it myself he said I'm repairing the street where I live as no one can be bothered to do it you know that's what I think happened to my um my tire on my car that I think I went over a bad pothole oh. and it, it just burst or or something got stuck inside in it yeah, yeah. Did you, so you still haven't gotten a look no it. no because my spare tire is also flat oh Kev well I didn't know well you're lucky it didn't happen when you were driving and out and about I know well, I was on the way home from here yeah but you know I and I did far. I felt some something was off but I I didn't. It, it wasn't like totally deflated when I got out, but with the next morning it was. Oh. But listen to this: there's a tire place mm-hmm. right down the road from me. But there you go. I know. Which I I was like totally. I was like, where am I going to get this tire fixed? Because you've never heard of a tire shop in your life. <laughs> no. And then I remembered there's a tire shop at the end of my road. Oh. So um, what I'm going to do? I don't know if this is going to work. I'll call them tomorrow. But um, I'm going to get my spare tire. And just like wheel it down or ho- just carry it down to them because really oh it's like a five minute walk. You're and like a disaster walk and you're going to roll the car tire down to the shop. Yeah. Okay, okay. Has anyone ever done that? Are you, I'm sure. Because listen to the other option, Trish, was to get a mobile car a tire Put it on your head. Out to, me, to call out to me. And my God, the price. I was I'm just, no, just no. I'm not just, I'd rather leave the car sitting there. Just, do you have free breakdown assist even? Just called it free breakdown. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Silly questions, I'm Trish. a third party fire and theft kind of guy. Oh God, <laughs> okay. in that case. Breakdown assist. Come off it. No, I'm going to wheel down my spare wheel down the road and I'm going to see if they can pump it up or maybe fix the, the tyre for me. And um, yeah, big round. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I, I, I commend your bravery. Thank you. And hopefully it's a good cost, weather day. cost saving. This yeah. is more a cost saving initiative than anything else. I, I do recommend um, maybe bringing an umbrella or something. <laughs> Just being in a raincoat because it can be it can be rough out there. Yeah, I know it could be Don't want to see you getting soaked wheeling your tire down. I cycled into work today, though. Oh God! You did, yeah. Very good, Kev. The oh. high vis got my lights on. I've got the bike fixed. So yeah, I think that that might be the future. I'm telling you, cycling. Yeah, I can't be cycling won't cost from a penny. Now, and so you can't. Different I story. definitely can. I can sit here and gloat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At well, you. You know, and you know what? I feel like this is great for you because you're getting the body yeah. nice and ready for the summer. Totally. This is when you start. I like it. Mm. I like it, Kev. Yes, mm. this is the start of something beautiful, Trish. Okay. I'm telling you. You don't need a license for <laughs> no. your bike. No, you don't. Like Olivia Rodrigo and her driver's license. Boom. She's coming up. Olivia Rodrigo and driver's license. Still oh, good, isn't it? Still such a good still song. Good. She has a beautiful voice. She does. It's Room 104, Kev. How are you doing? I'm good. I heard... Did you ever hear 
the remix of that on TikTok. Somebody has mashed together that and? with a Sean Mendes song called um, Wonder. No, I haven't. Oh, it's heard very this. good. It's very good. I told you some of these mashups are like, wait, uh, now that should have been the original. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of the mashups are like, wait a minute, where's this, where is this going? And it's like, wow, it really works. Yeah, better than the original. Really I'm impressed. Yeah, and like I feel like TikTok is the place where you're finding so many kind of new and new cool and stuff. Yeah, yeah, music ways especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I told you about the page that I found where he was mashing up different songs together, but like yes. when you isolate them, they're almost identical. He's like, okay, this one they copied that one. Exactly, brilliant stuff. Some songs that you really never thought any bit of it was a cover or any bit of it was a sample you're like oh jeez every song I like is just being sampled to bits there's no original thought out there anymore not a single one even the Verve's Bittersweet Symphony was a Rolling Stones track which I was like what Why why didn't nobody say that at the time that tends to happen if your remix or your you know yeah. reimagined version is kind of better, better. than the original. Yeah. Then you don't really hear so much. It's the same as with the "I Will Always Love You." Although I do love Dolly's version. When Whitney Houston came out and she did that, nobody even was thinking that Dolly Parton. That was had a done cover too. Yes. It wasn't an original. Yeah, Go away. No, I thought it was. Go away. And I, yeah. I, no, sure, Dolly wrote the song and sang it years previous. No. And it wasn't as Oh, big. I can't even imagine her singing that. She that, did a very good job, actually. The okay. original is really good. But Whitney then transcended it out that the water. to another level. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There you you could spend your whole day looking, about, looking up what's a mashup, what's a cover... Like it's a hole, you know, big hole that you can just dive, rabbit hole you can dive into, yeah. isn't it? But like one of those, yeah, TV show rabbit holes where you start looking at the person, their life, their yeah, family. I everything. love those rabbit holes. Yeah, they're fun. <sighs> they are fun. They are fun. Coming up, we have another look at. It's going to be Jam Monday. Oh, it is. This is. <laughs> it might be St Patrick's Week, but it's Jam Monday. Jammed in there on the Friday. This is National Jambon Day. For, I never even I knew there was Everything a day for day, jambons. Trish. Everything has to have a day. But I it do was, love jambons though, so I can I am here for that day. <laughs> it was apparently Mathematics Day today. Maths Day. Well, yeah, I've gone, gone over the head. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't great with the old mathematics. No, no. <laughs> but I know someone who's like in a kind of mega nerds group chat, and all they were all like, oh, "Happy Maths Day." <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. How do I exit this group chat? One plus one yeah, equals yeah. zero. I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, I love the days. Love the days. Yeah. But we do have Mr. Um, Owen Colgan. Owen Colgan. He's going to be telling us all about Jambon Day yeah. and what it has to offer. There's some new favorite flavors, yeah. sensations that he has just magically dreamt up. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Himself coming up. Hello, hello, hello. It's Trish and Kev. We are back. Hello. How's this Monday evening treating you? Monday Eve is going well. It's going <laughs> it well. It is. Not the worst as I, Mondays go. Yeah, and I did have a big dinner before I left the oh, house. Did so you? I think the really good attitude um, to having kind of. No, <laughs> the really good way to having a good, good attitude, attitude is to not only drink loads of coffee, because <laughs> the coffee, yes, will get you there, That's but your heart will be going. 
yeah. it is a stimulant but it does wear off after a while it does but it's to eat a really good meal so have a good dinner and that way yeah it's a slow energy burning I, you don't feel I told exhausted. you this ago, like I said literally all of these things about three weeks ago Trish I was like you know I'm starting I'm having a dinner exactly at uh, seven o'clock every evening and all this and you're like uh huh right whatever and now you're telling me about the benefits <laughs> Kev, it doesn't matter who delivers the benefits. I'm just saying that's a really good way to go. No, you know what? I commend you on what you were you tried to accomplish because have you been eating dinner? Yes. Regularly? Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, and not snacking too much uh, at night, late at night because that, that was a bad killer thing for me. But it's that's hard. hard. It is though. so hard. That's, yeah. I haven't quite cut that out. But what did you have for your dinner? Uh, so it was just a regular chicken dinner. I know I'm back to the chicken again, but I didn't have much of a say this weekend. <laughs> we had takeaway all weekend, and he was like, the easiest thing to cook would be a chicken. So it was chicken Kiev, a few veg, and a little bit of rice as well. It was lovely, and it was the microwavable rice. So Ooh, look, nice. we just cut a few corners oh, here and there. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't exactly. Matter. That's no. how I feel about it. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you're getting something good into you, you know? Absolutely. So that is my new thing now. I've copied it from you, Kev. Listen, you're paving the way for all of us. <laughs> and I'm going to start eating dinner because I just feel like I have so much more energy yeah, now. I yeah, do. Yeah. I, I do. can see it in you. I can see it in you, you new woman, Trish. Oh, thanks, Kev. <laughs> and my skin has been breaking out. So I'm hoping that, you know, with a new good routine and that everything will just go back to normal. Absolutely. And that's it. Have you heard about the new TikTok music forum? I did. I opened TikTok. Uh, earlier today and I said they were like check out this new thing and I was like no (laughs) but come on tell me what I'm missing out on well this is a good thing so especially if you're a musician so Uh you know in the past TikTok seemed to have been breaking lots of hits like stuff that we just would probably never have heard became like viral sounds on TikTok and then next thing you know they're in the charts and they're number ones Uh, for the likes of Olivia Rodrigo as well I think and Gail yes with the I'm ABC, ABC, ABC yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I since heard was it was a setup, but it didn't matter. It still worked. But you see, again, using TikTok as a way to make it work. Yeah. Well, they've announced the launch of their brand new music platform. It's called Sound On. It's an all-in-one platform for music marketing and distribution. It's designed, they're saying, to empower new and undiscovered artists, helping them to develop and build their careers. So the the, the good thing about Sound On is it pays out 100% royalties to music oh. creators, yeah, in their first year. And then after that, 90%. So you are essentially getting most of the money, you know, not you like make some of TikTok. the other sites yeah, 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 that yeah. you upload your music to and you might be getting, you know, a tiny little fraction yeah. whereas they're making sure that the the creators get 100% of the royalties well at least in the first year and then moving on to 90% after that which I think is great if you're Sounds an up and coming musician and you want your song to break and you're like right what am I going to go where am I going to go this might not be a bad show you yeah. know and you need the means to keep going and to continue your, your profile then yeah absolutely so is this going to be is this within the TikTok, TikTok. app yeah it's like yeah. just another Section of it? 
No, so it's going to be like, okay, so you know, at the bottom, I'm assuming, because I'm not a, a music creator, but I'm assuming at the bottom where you've got, you know, upload, you might have your sound on um, icon, and uh-huh. that's where you would put your music up, but then it would come, in, come into the same um, main for you page for everybody else. But you, if you're a creator yourself, you might have a little extra button to, you know, click okay. in, upload your music. Promote your work. Promote your work, but it'll be... For us, for us regular folk, uh-huh. it'll be just showing up on our regular FYP. Okay, very yeah. good. This sounds interesting. I think it sounds great. And I also think it's just a good way of the, for up and coming musicians who might not be signed to be able to get some money back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially if your music is going viral as well and you're not getting anything. You're not getting enough back. It. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that could be a big challenge. Like, we just, I guess we just assume that if you have a video that explodes. Um, then you're going to make you're a kill. Yeah, but it doesn't exactly work like that, does no, it? it doesn't. And I think this is just a good way of competing with other major sites as well. You know, the no other doubt. streaming sites. No doubt. See, TikTok is going to take over pretty soon. They might launch their own music streaming service. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Sound On is kind of going to be like their own music streaming service site, but on TikTok. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. That's what we like. Yeah. Exactly. Now, coming up, we will be hearing why jambons are back. <laughs> not that they ever they, left. They never left, but why know. they are, why do we love them so much? They're such an Irish staple food. And um, yeah, Owen Colgan, aka Buzz of the Hardy Bucks, he is now the jambon spokesperson and uh, tells us why he loves them and also all about his new flavour of oh. jambon that he is. Created, handcrafted himself. I wish. Maybe we should, you know, put the word out that he should drop some of these new flavored jambons oh in. You know what I mean? Well, we, yeah, okay, I that's a great mind idea. some of those. That's a great idea. Right, yeah. that is, that's, I'm going to write that down now. <laughs> jambons <laughs> must have. Right now. Yeah. Okay, we'll be hearing from Owen Colgan next after Maybe Feel Good from Belter's Own. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Room 104 with Kev and Trish. Right now, we're joined by Irish cult hero and overall hardy book, Owen Colgan. Owen, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me on. Much appreciated. I'm very excited to give you some news today. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, we're very yeah. excited to hear it. So excited. Uh, <laughs> we want to hear. Now, uh, Owen, uh, National Jambon Day is coming yeah. up. And who yeah. better to tell us about the wonders of this Irish staple than your good self? Tell us, first and foremost, do you remember your first time, your first Jambon? I remember my first time seeing somebody eating a Jambon and I was blown away by how much enjoyment he was getting out of it. It was in Galway. And I was mm. working in a deli at the time and I didn't didn't really partake in the deli food. But some fella came in after a couple of pints and he, he asked me for two jambons and he ate them there in front of me. And his eyes rolled into the back of his head when he was eating them and he was just in a different place. It was like he was meditating. So at that point, I was like, I've got to see what these are all about. And then ever since then, I've been an addict. Amazing. Ooh. So you, you saw it from, you've seen it from all sides. You've seen... I have how it's made you're on the other side of the counter that was your initial i've I've been behind the curtain and i've seen how it works so tell tell us everything you know (laughs) basically the the jambon is a a, like a cornerstone of the irish cuisine market now at the moment and uh i think you know it's a it's a great little treat to have on this national jambon day there's a special new edition of jambons coming out a, a curry cheese a curry chicken jambon Oh, now tell us about this. Apparently, you've been chosen by the public to create this new chicken curry jambon flavor. I my mouth is watering as you speak. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Well, I've tried about, I'd say, in the region of 50 to 60 of them already, just purely to see, because we don't want it to go to the market until the taste is perfect. So I've mm. been I've had about 50 or 60 of them and I can I can guarantee you right now on the on the radio that they're delicious and they're right up everybody's street. I think everyone from children to parents to mothers and fathers should get stuck into the chicken jambon, chicken curry jambon. That's a lot of quality control you've had to do. It must have been tough. It was tough, but I I like to pace myself. I like to go in there without a breakfast and I like to sort of work up to a crescendo and, (laughs) you know, finish up by having the regular ham and cheese jambon, just to see how that compares to it too. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a real test of the palate. And um, yeah, I've got to say it's delicious. And I'm excited with Golden Bacon McDonald's to bring it to the market. It's already on the market, actually. It's already on the shelves in the delis, but it's coming to freezers. It's coming to a freezer near you very soon. So keep an eye out for them if you want. If you prefer to cook at home. I know some mm. people like to eat their jambons in peace. Some people like to eat them out in display, you know. So it depends what you're up to. Depends what kind of person you are. Yeah, me and Trish were just discussing this earlier because we Trish said the first thing she thinks about when a jambon is breakfast. I am not so set in mm. like, when I can have one. Could be any time, honestly. Uh, yeah. So is, can, tell us for sure now, are jambons a breakfast food? Are they more a brunch, lunch, staple? Uh, or is it a dinner classic? What What is it? I think, I think the beautiful thing about the jambon is that it fits... It fits into any meal, into any conversation, in any part of the world. We want to make this international. But like, I think the beautiful thing about the jambon is that the, the, it fits perfectly into the hand. Now, I don't know if that's an accident or not, 
but because it fits perfectly into the hand, it kind of fits any time of the day. And I think personally for myself, I tend to like the jambon just right before lunchtime. So what I normally do is I'll see what time the builders are going into the deli and I'll slip in just before them because there's a sort of connection between the deli workers and the builders and they kind of have this sort of un unwritten rule of what time to have the jambons ready. So the key is to get in before the builders. So that could be half seven in the morning, could be half 12 afternoon or any of those times. But for me personally, half 12, I think is the sweet point. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is Trish is correct. Yes, you're 100%. I mean, any time of the day is good to have a jambon. So you're like everybody who's eating a jambon is right. But you okay. want to make it to the deli, right? Where, where, to that point where that they haven't run out and they're putting a new batch in the oven. Exactly. You don't want to be stuck there waiting. It is no. my pet peeve in life. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, there is definitely a sweet spot. Probably, yeah, just before the kind of lunchtime rush, maybe. Yeah. You have to get in there before that second batch goes in the oven because then you're going to be waiting all day. There's nothing worse than when you're like, will they be long in the oven? They're like, they'll be about four minutes. So you have yeah. to kind of per to start perusing the shelves to see what, is there anything there you want? But deep down, you both know that you're just there for the jambons. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh, and are you going for the full-size jambon or the little mini jambons? Five of the little minis or one big or two big ones? Because I feel like I, I can't eat just one. Um, you know, it depends again. If you're, if I'm on sort of, if I'm on route somewhere, if I'm going on a long journey, what I'll do is I'll pack maybe five small ones into my back pocket and I'll nibble away on them on the journey. But if it's, if I've got the weekend off, I'll maybe take two for myself on a plate and just mm. enjoy them slowly. So I'd, I'd be a bigger fan of the big jambons. There's more, mm. more bang for your book, I think. But I do, I do appreciate the small ones too. And there's a place for them in society. <laughs> Absolutely. Place for all jambons. Um, yeah. Tell us, uh, what is the secret to a great jambon uh, in terms of like the crispiness? It doesn't, can't be too dry, right? Like what is, yeah. what's the best? And then what makes a terrible one? Well, it makes ter what makes a terrible one is when you let them get too dry, you know, and like sometimes when they're under those deli lights, you know, if, if, if any of us were under those deli lights for three or four hours, we'd be dry. So I think the key thing is to get get an air fryer if you have one. I've started making mine in the air fryer and it's a different game altogether. They they hold on to their succulents, flavor and the juiciness. And what I normally do is, what I normally say to people is, make sure you consume them at, at least within a half an hour because they're nice and warm, you know, and they're tasty. Although you can reheat them as well. But I would say the first half an hour after cooking them, they're at their prime taste because it's still crunchy. You still have the heat from that melted cheese and then you've got the, the ham and it's just... It's just a, an orgasm of the palate. Oh, it is. Oh, oh you're and you are selling the sell jambons to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new, the, so the new chicken curry one. Like, did yeah. you were you thinking about other flavors or other combinations? How did you land on the chicken curry uh, one? And how does that like? How does it compare to the original? For me, the original is always the best, whether it be like a, a movie or a cartoon or like even, for example, if you take the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that was the best. The original was the best, but they can remake it. But I think the ham and cheese is the best. But when Golden Bake were on to me to come up with a new flavor, I, I thought to myself, OK, how do I how do I at least get somewhere close to the ham and cheese jam on? So I traveled the world. I, I met people from different culinary worlds. I, I text messaged Jamie Oliver. He never got back to me. But... <sighs> Eventually, one morning I woke up and I said, I have it. I have it. And I, I just thought to myself, chicken, I love them. Curry's delicious. In a jambon pastry, it's all there for you in one or two or three bites, depending on how you like to bite your food. 
And it just kind of came together. You know, it was sort of like, it took a while to sort of figure out, but when it did come together, it just, it was just so obvious. Just, mm. you know, you, everyone loves curry. Mm. That's true. That's very true. Now, Owen, you've been our resident fitness expert as well, delivering yeah. us all your fitness tips and tricks. How is it juggling the Jambon life with the fitness as well? <laughs> are they healthy enough? <laughs> oh, they are. They are. They're very healthy. You know, and as, this, as my father says, like, you have to enjoy your life too, you know. Mm. So a couple of Jambons is, is not, nothing wrong with that at all. And if you combine it with some of my... Uh, my examples that I give you on my Instagram page, like working from home, squatting in the kitchen, that sort of thing. If you can kind of combine the two worlds, you can live a very fruitful life, I find. Mm, amazing. Now, yeah. uh, it's been a, a few years since the last time we saw the Hardy Bucks on our screens. We've had a global pandemic in the meantime. How have the, how have the last couple of years been for you? And, and tell us what you're up to now. I will, at the beginning of lockdown, I moved back to Mayo. I moved out to Belmullis. Um, and I was living there for the first year lockdown. And then for the second year lockdown, I was living closer to my folks in a cottage. So it was kind of like I was going back to my childhood self. So mm. there was a lot of time for sort of figuring out what I, what I was doing in life. And uh, along the way, I had a year supply of jam months to keep me going, which was nice. <laughs> so that was always, nice, you know. Always a help. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it was a good time to reset and figure out what direction you're going in life, you know, and... Uh, I suppose you appreciate a lot of things that you mightn't have necessarily appreciated before lockdown. Like so, I'm just trying to pace myself a bit better now. This this time since everything's opening up again, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you are going out a lot? Are you are you back to I the kind of you know? I don't ways. know if it was lockdown. It was kind of going that way anyway. But I'm not. I don't really like to go out so much as I used to. And I don't know. Maybe if I became an introvert because of lockdown or whatever. But I I do still go out. Like I'll go out maybe once every two weeks or once a week. But I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, you know? Mm. I nearly prefer to stay in and watch Netflix and maybe watch something new on there. And the price is going out as well. It's, I know. It's oh, stop. Ridiculous, isn't it? Crazy. Crazy. What's it like in Mayo? Well, you'll still get a pint under five euros, so you're not too bad. Will you? Okay, oh. that's not bad. You'll, still, you'll, you'll get a pint of Smithix for about 460 I think is probably one of the best prices. So that's nice to get change on your fiver. It is. But, and like, there's nothing to beat the atmosphere of the pub. But at the same time, and maybe I'm getting a bit old, but I do like to stay in now the weekends and just sort of, you know, as I said, watch something on the telly or a couple of jambons or invite the friends over and have a bit of a jambon party. Jambon party. I love Excellent. it. I and you guys are invited that. to my next jambon oh, party, yes, by the way. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, oh. I am there for sure. It's going to be an outdoor event in Mayo. Yeah, it's going to have <laughs> yes. DJs and foam and everything. Amazing. This could be a festival. Jambon. Yeah, I think it's so. a jambon yeah. fest. Jam oh. fest. Oh, oh, oh yes. my God. That's, that's my idea. I'm taking that. <laughs> Now, talk to us about uh, your podcast as well. I think it's, uh, I think I saw it a year old uh, this month, yeah. right? It so could be, you know, yeah. yeah, I kind of started that around, the, like, you know, during lockdown, you were thinking to yourself, what do I do now to keep the career going? And the best idea I could come up with was a podcast. So I, I kept the po- I started the podcast at the beginning of lockdown in Bell Mullet, and I've continued to do it, and I, I really enjoy it. It's a great, great excuse to talk for like a half an hour, an hour every week. So that's and how what are you talking about? Well, this week I was chatting about Chelsea Football Club, how they're for oh. sale. I was also chatting about Beyonce for a little bit. And what else was I chatting about? I was chatting PlayStation about... PlayStation 1? PlayStation 1, yes. I was yes. chatting about PlayStation 1. And the, See, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so I'm constantly dipping back into the 90s. And, and I'm, maybe it was lockdown, but I got very nostalgic the last few years towards like my childhood time. So I, I love looking back and what happened in my 90s. So 
yeah, on this week's podcast, I was talking about PlayStation games and then I went on to Chelsea Football Club, Club very briefly. And it, just a bit of a ramble as well about things I've been up to during the week because with gigs happening at the moment, I, I'd be traveling around the place and I'd meet some interesting characters. So I do just kind of be chatting away about that. And um, is stand-up back on the cards for you now? Are you yeah. doing live shows? It's back on the cards now, yeah. I actually have, I think it's four gigs coming up in England now in April, so I'm looking forward to that. And then after that, then I've got a few more in May back in Ireland. So it's it's nice to get back out there again. And uh, sorry, I think I've lost you there, have I? Sorry. No, get oh, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, I'm really excited about getting back out there in the stand-up. And as I said, I've got four in England. I've got a couple in Wales. That'll be interesting to do those gigs. Um, and then I've got a few more coming up across Ireland as well. So yeah, really okay. excited about that. And that's another thing I really appreciate now more than I used to is getting out there and being able to travel to different towns and see people and perform a story that you might have come up with that day to like a, a group of people. That's it's exciting. And to be able to, to feed off the energy of the crowd, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Just to, yeah, exactly. It's kind of surreal almost to have people in front of you compared to two years ago when everyone was like, you can't go any further than five kilometers. Yeah, I remember get, I got pulled in for eating a Cornetto during lockdown. So, oh, um, God. I swear to God, he was like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just having a Cornetto. And he goes, well, where, where are you from? He didn't know me. This is out in Belmullet. And I said, oh, I'm just living up the road. He goes, well, go back when you finish the ice cream. And then I see him speed off. And I think he, he sped off into the shop to get a Cornetto. <laughs> he, did, he, he was jealous. He was well jealous of that yeah, Cornetto. He, exactly. He was, just, he was just gauging where I got the Cornetto from. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't uh, a jambon. <laughs> well, I had one right before that. That's my sort of my three course meal and then a cup of tea at the end. Oh, it sounds good. Right, Trish, um, we need we need to get on this for sure. Oh, we'll be there at the jam fest for sure. Also, oh, what yeah. about oh, and the fact that they're putting National Jambon Day, the day after Paddy's Day, where we'll all be crawling to the deli to grab a couple of them with a yeah. cold bottle mm. of Lucas Aid. It's mm. gonna be good. One word, Kevin, soakage. That's the whole point of <laughs> National Jam Monday is to soak up all that Guinness that yeah. you had over lockdown or, or whatever else you've been drinking. So, yeah, it's, it's nearly like, better it's than thing. the night out itself. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm most excited about, you know. And I was reading recently a bit about St. Patrick, and actually, there's a bit at the end of his autobiography where he talks about jambons. Does he know? <laughs> yeah. When he, when he comes, when he, when he got rid of the snakes and all that kind of stuff, he comes yeah. down and he said, you know what? I could. I could murder a jambon now. And then <laughs> he fired up the old ovens. He got the exactly. old maids to start yeah. chopping the ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a tale exactly. as old as time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's built into the Irish history now. It is. It is. Uh, Owen, listen, great chatting to you. Thanks, Mill, for, for coming on and, and talking all things jambon. This was great. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Really, I do appreciate it. Cheers, Owen. Take care. All through the night, belters only make me feel good. And that song really does make me feel good, Kev. It does. How, how does did, it make how you feel? Good, great. How did Owen Colgan make you feel? Uh, made me feel good about the fact that I'm obsessed with jambons. Are you? I didn't yeah. know you're a big jambon lover. Oh, I love them. Damn. I love them. When I love something, I eat a lot of that thing. And I, I did go through a jambon a phase. phase where every single morning I'd at least <gasps> eat three jambons. Or on my break. Remember in that other place you used to yes. work? There was a shop around the road, yes. a little deli. I do. I'd go there and um, stock, up. stock up on the jambons. And when those little mini ones came in, it was. <sighs> Oh my god! Filling up, but literally that the the pastry that puff pastry you could put that with anything, yeah. and it would make it taste. 
delicious. Yeah. It's so good. But the eggy yeah. slash hammy. It makes Cheesy. it feel like it's breakfast. I know. It's an amazing thing. It's just so versatile, Kev, isn't it? I know. So you, versatile. You, what I, about... Go on. Are you going to get one of these chicken curry ones? That's what I was going to ask you. How do you feel about the chicken? I think I'll get one, but also have a backup original jambon as an insurance policy. Uh, I know I will like the chicken curry ones uh, for sure, Mm. but I also... You can't beat a classic as well. See, the chicken curry ones just reminded me of, you know, those pies you get in the yeah. deli. And I'm like, I love those pies. So oh, I, I'd feel like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> is it a jam bun? Is it a pie? What I is know, it? I know. We'll, we'll just have to find out for ourselves. them down, yes. Yes, yes. Hopefully Owen drops us in some. That would be great. Please, please, please. We need all the sustenance we can get on this show. Especially because it's late. It's so late. Now, I was telling you about that um, Irish actor earlier who decided that he would show his bullies the real him by inviting them to his world premiere of his brand new movie. The kids who bullied him in school. He wanted to, I suppose... Get a little one-upsmanship. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But there are other ways you can get revenge, but I do think winning at life, in <laughs> which general. is hard enough to do by itself. But when you're trying to prove a point to someone else, yeah, it is. It's tough. It's not easy to win at life, Trish. No, it's not easy. But you know, Pierce is showing us how it's done. Yeah. Um. One of the suggestions we got in, which I absolutely loved, and we're trying not to be petty here. Um, <laughs> who sent this one? In? Tony. Tony said, uh, "Def will bring." them into the green room and make sure to introduce out loud to everyone as the people who were my bullies then watch them squirm oh yeah now that's exactly that's how you call it out because just inviting them to the premiere they might get the wrong idea that oh are we kind of mates now this guy that we you know treated so so badly you could hardly think would be in their right mind to think you've put someone through an awful time you've never apologised and you think they're just going to be inviting you for the lols bullies are egotistical True. they don't know like they ha- you don't know what they're thinking they're so twisted so mm. yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they did think that you were busy mates but yeah this is what you have to do you have to wind them and dine them and and, uh, and think that, that you're on side and lure them into a expose them to everyone Yes, Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) But if you are kind of more on the petty side of things, sure, I've been known to be petty in my day. (laughs) What's the pettiest thing you've ever done? Um, Okay, so like with siblings, siblings just things get so petty. Yeah, they get so so badly petty. Uh, I have like me and my brother, like many siblings, we used to have massive rows. Not so much anymore where it's all cool. Because you're uh, mature, you're older, you're wiser fine. now. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're just best mates now, but back in the day, obviously, not so much. Uh, and I could not tell you what this argument was about, but something was said, some nasty thing along the way. Or It doesn't take much to rile up. You? It, well, <laughs> me or, you know, just when, when it's your brother or sister, you know, oh, yeah. and your kids or whatever. If they even breathe in your direction. Yeah. You're like, can, what are you breathing on What's all about? Just shut up. <laughs> I don't want your germy air near yeah. me. I remember saying that to my cousin before. I'm like, what is wrong? <laughs> my mom was like, germy air? I'm like, yeah, she breathed too close to me. 
kids can be pretty petty. Yeah. But um, so I remember when, so a brand new Grand Theft Auto game had just come out for the PlayStation, right? It was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And this was the hot new game costing massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, I don't know, 50, 60 euro at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother and I were playing away. I think that my cousins were there as well. And just something was said. Something was said. And I did not take it kindly at all. Because also I think I probably got embarrassed in front of the cousins or something, mm. right? Just, it didn't go well. Oh, hell broke And... My brother had just bought this brand new game. So even though I owned the PlayStation, he had bought the game. So, you know, from out of his own pocket money. Okay. And So it was his game. It was his game, okay. but I owned the console. Okay. What I did was he as he was playing the game and I was freaking out, we were having a massive row. I somehow managed to without him stopping me take the disc out of the PlayStation and chuck it out the window into like there's a stream near our house threw it into the the disc it was destroyed unplayable never to be played again and I I can't even remember what the argument was about but that's about that's as petty as I can go and that's the one that sprung to mind but there there are many other (laughs) many other examples but that was definitely one that sprung to mind that's cruel that's cruel especially you know kids use their last bit of pocket money to get the game they want and you're like see ya sayonara nobody can enjoy this now (laughs) not me not you nobody Is this what you wanted? (laughs) I love that a lot. (laughs) I remember um, getting so annoyed at my mum because I was an only child, right? Up until I was 14. Exactly. So, you know, there was... was, Yeah, my mum is the only one I could really... Target. Target, yeah. (laughs) And then when I visited my my cousins during the summer holidays, then it would be a different story. But I remember she annoyed me and I got her favourite CD and I put one little scratch... Just one scratch so it would skip at the certain part. I I thought, this is brilliant. This is how we got our revenge. (laughs) This is how we got our revenge back in the day that you could, you know, nowadays just songs are just something that you can just click and play wherever you are. Now when it's skipping. You needed a big CD and a (laughs) CD player and all that. And the minute you scratch, they were delicate things. Yeah, you can't go back. Yeah, you can't go back. Because you can't undo the scratch. No. <laughs> Even though, they remember those polished things that came in that you could polish yeah, up the Yeah, oh, they really but work. No, I just remember getting like a little a needle and just putting one singular oh, scratch through the CD. You did not. And every time she went to listen to her favourite song, hit it, hit it, hit it, Great times and me going, <laughs> What was the CD? You'll never know. I think it was Tony Braxton. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Evil. That's very petty. evil. <laughs> you can be really petty, you know? And I feel like the parents usually, when they dish out the punishments, you always want to get oh, them yeah. back. You don't forget. Somehow. You don't forget. We got a text saying, my roommate owed me 10 euro for the internet, but gave me 7 euro. So I changed the Wi-Fi password so it was <laughs> 10 digits long and only gave her 7 of them. I told her she could have the rest when she paid me. 
That is a brilliant That's idea. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, just give her the, a few digits until you give me the rest of the money. I'll give you the rest of the digits. Nice. That's pretty Very good. When people are, you know, when they try and hide password, and we were just talking about the IFTAs actually, mm. uh, when people don't give you the password or they're coy about giving you certain things, I think, like, I think that's petty. I think it's just, yeah. come on, just give me the, the username, the password that I need. You know, come on, let's, life is too short for this. And it's not like back in the day where it was per usage. You know, like if you had like lots of people. Uh, oh, yeah. Up, then, it would slow it all down. Yeah. Or it would, Nowadays, you'd no. get one key and as many people can use it as possible. So why be stingy? I totally get it. But if you feel like you're the one paying for it and everybody's just scrounging off of yours, I can understand as well how that could really annoy you. Yeah, okay, fair like, enough. Like, I'm paying for the Netflix, I'm paying for the Wi-Fi, I'm paying, and then everybody else is just freeloading. Mm. Yeah, no, don't like the freeloaders. <laughs> no. So you can kind of understand the pettiness Do you there. think it's petty that when someone changes their Netflix password and like you've so you're you've been mooching off an account for a while Mm. right this happened to me (laughs) and uh, I've been mooching off an account that not that I wasn't supposed to be but you know probably wasn't supposed to be mooching off Uh, more than likely you weren't okay and they changed the password and I couldn't I didn't really want to go going who changed this password on this Netflix that I'm not paying for so I well, had to really I ended it. up having to pay it myself so. <laughs> you it's good while it lasted have like any kind of grounds to stand on no. when you're mooching you know? I know yes, let's take what you get true and you just you have to realise the mooching won't last so just enjoy it while it does yeah. and you know when they do eventually get wise and change the passwords and block your device then you just have to you know accept and move on and don't kick up a fuss I've heard of partners who have purposely left off you know exes off of their accounts as soon as they broke up they change everything oh. change all the passwords and the exes had the cheek to ring up and say listen you've you've booted me off put me back on that please oh you have to have some <laughs> guts to be cheek. doing that yeah to ring up your ex and be like mm, yeah. can you put me back on the Netflix account please because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see here I'm not yeah. able to log in this relationship may be over, but I need those details. I need to see my films and my shows. Please. Oh, listen to this one. When my boyfriend and I got into an argument, I took out all the light bulbs from her apartment while he was taking a walk to cool off. Oh, come on. He said, I took out the one out of the oven. I even took the vacuum oh, cleaner on. one out. Oh, come on. the oven. Yeah. In the vacuum as well because it had a light I left with a bag full of light bulbs stayed at my friend's house that night <laughs> now that's, that's great. pretty good it's just in darkness every single oh. light bulb in the whole house you've taken see you do all that right and it's great at the time when you're thinking yes this is revenge but then you have to go back into the house and put all those light bulbs back because he's not going to do it that's the part I'm not like if revenge is going to mean work <laughs> you know if being petty is true. work for me then it's not a good plan but also you're just going to piss that person off even more I know, and can you imagine freak the them out even more that you're, you couldn't actually go back mm-hmm. you, you, that's a kind of like final move you know, that's How? A, it's over. Yeah, that's You're a real in darkness, it's over. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, and then robbing the cable for the for the Wi-Fi so that that doesn't even work. Or 
But then you'd, yeah, you'd need to start packing your bags while you're robbing you the cable and the light bulbs. Just make sure you have your bags packed and your belongings. Because yeah, they'd probably file a police report as well. Or change the locks. Like You won't be able to come That's back. That's right. That's right. So make sure you got all your shit out of there first. Oh, God, good times. This is a clever one. I really like this. One time my friend said something to annoy me. So I snuck into his house and unstitched all of the crotches on his trousers so that they were <laughs> fragile and kept splitting. <laughs> that is pure Who does that? evil. Is that possible? Could you really do that? Uh, yeah, of course you can. Just like loosen up the stitch a little bit behind the zipper area. These stitches, are, this are, my jeans are like double stitch. That that would be some ah, effort. I know what you're doing. That you would get be a blade. some effort. <laughs> I mean, I actually applaud that because that yeah. is, that's a lot of, to take out of petty, petty revenge. If you get a little blade, it's not that hard. You just get to just go in. Of, of course you need access to his house, obviously. Just go in and just, yeah, there's two, usually a double stitch. I'm giving you instructions I am not But usually there's a double stitch If you get one of the stitches It just means the other one Is going to be weakened So it'll be easy enough It's just going to split Yeah Yeah Okay As soon as he bends over Pop goes the weasel <laughs> The closest I've seen To go in back Into somebody's apartment And like wrecking it Have you seen like The frat houses Where they like Turn their whole rooms Upside, upside down. down Some incredible stuff One guy I saw His whole room Was stuck to his ceiling And he did, there was no way Of him getting it back down without the help of his friends but he came back from uh, you know going off and spending time with his family and came back after the weekend and yeah the bed the chest of drawers the chairs everything the was desk, on the roof everything was on the ceiling everything was on the ceiling oh so God. he walked into the room and it was an empty room and he looked up and everything was up there but that thought, wasn't a petty oh, revenge that was that just was a, a harmless prank, prank. <laughs> harmless so harmless oh my god so harmless that's the kind of thing that would get me irate do you know, I would be really annoyed. I just want to come home from a long holiday and just sleep and you've turned my room upside down. Oh, you'd see petty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, when I think of petty revenge, I'm thinking more along the line. Remember I told you about that person who put the gravy granules inside oh, the shower head? Yes. So that when you turn on the water... Gravy comes out. Yeah. Uh, that's more of a petty j- j- dig than turning someone's room upside down or taking all the light bulbs out. Come on. Jeez. Where do people get the time for this? Well, then you will enjoy this one then. When I was in um, the fifth grade, my entire family uh, just annoyed me, right? So he said, I had to iron everyone's clothes. So I filled the iron with toilet water and ironed everybody's clothes. <laughs> Why am I smelling like toilet duck? <laughs> Could it be because you've used the toilet water to iron my clothes? That's pretty good. That's very subtle, though, because toilet water... Smells like toilet water. Does it, though? Ah, yeah, you'd know the smell of toilet water, wouldn't you? I suppose if it's, like, being pressed into your clothes, you might just At boiling point, it's just steam. Although, yeah, it'll probably be a bit stinky. You probably ruined the iron by doing that. It's not ideal, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. No, you don't like the... And then you'd have to go in and fish out the toilet water yourself. No, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 not not for that one. Yeah, again, only pranks that I don't get messy (laughs) with. Or for. It's like that episode in Seinfeld where he was breaking up with a girl and I think she was a neat freak. And she goes, uh, I put one item of your in your apartment in the toilet. Right? But she didn't tell him which one. So he had a freak out panic attack. Oh, it was his toothbrush, wasn't it? 
he thought it was his toothbrush, oh. but he was driving himself insane because it could have been loads of other different things. And then in the end, she said, uh, "Is your toilet brush?" Oh, okay. (laughs) It was good. It was good. That is very good. (laughs) Jokes on you. I'd throw everything out of my house. Exactly. Everything would be gone. I don't want to test you. (laughs) See, those kind of people who are like that coy, you have to watch out for. Do you know what I mean? I know. You know you could never get away with anything because the revenge is going to be great. It's going to be sweet. (laughs) Dua Lipa and Physical is coming up next. We might have a look at some more of these revenge plots. Mm. Anytime she says that bit at the end, I always get so excited. The physical. That's Dua to the Leaper. Was that Dua Leaper as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dua. Dua, girl. She's everywhere. Oh, she is. She is. Remember when she was literally everywhere? Every ad she was on television. Yeah. We kind of were like, this girl is going to be worn out, worked to bits. But I know, with her podcast as well. Do you really have a podcast? Oh, Very much go. so. I think it is. It, um, is it like travel based or something? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. She does. I'm going to Google to a podcast, podcast now. It's only just launched, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only new. Oh, yes. I might give it a she listen. She does have is it tra- one. Is it a travel? And her first guest is Megan the Stallion. Okay, Who? I'll have to have a look. Okay. Megan the... <laughs> she's no. in the charts. Is <laughs> she? Okay. <laughs> she was actually um, one of the big stars that can say TikTok helped really catapult uh-huh. them. It's all right. Um, to the very top of the music game because I don't think anybody really have, would have heard of Megan the Stallion prior to that. Well, on this side of the water, anyway. Okay. No, she's bigger in America. And then TikTok just blasted her into the. Who else is on? Who, any other guests? Who, or is there just one episode out so far? I just looked at the first episode. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there more? I think there will be. Impresses. Oh, wow. Dua Lipa impresses as a talented interviewer. Jesus, she's going to be robbing all our jobs, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> like, do a stick to the making of the music, Exactly. Please. You have to branch out into podcasts <laughs> now. She just want to take all the jobs. I know. Um, no, it doesn't give uh, any... Oh, actually, she... First up is creative director of Balmain, Olivia Roostein, which, I mean, he is definitely up there. He dresses... The Kardashian oh, yeah? stresses most of the big A-listers for the red carpet. Yeah, right. he's really well known. And Balmain. Mm, um, so that's, yeah. Ooh, and then, yeah. Right. That's all they're giving us in the first is. bit. And then she also has uh, the likes of Megan Stallion as well. Megan the Stallion. Oh, wow. That's God, there's some good guests. But sure, she's an A-lister herself. Of course she's going to be able to pull in all her exactly. big names. She, she just like needs what? to ring her friends. <laughs> and be like, hey girl, what are you doing later on? Yeah. Fancy a chat. Yeah. Uh, Will you please come on my podcast? <laughs> she yeah. wouldn't even okay. need to beg. <laughs> I know. I just got a thing. I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Just to wrap up our pettiness, um, which I think you'll really, really like. Yeah. um, His final one. I went to my ex's wedding as the best man's plus one. (laughs) Oh, my God. There you go. Really? And he allowed that? (laughs) I wonder if they were both in on it. Or maybe they he just, didn't know. Yeah, exactly. He didn't tell. He didn't tell him. <laughs> Come on. It's like I'm bringing your ex. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Let the pettiness Let continue. Let the pettiness continue forevermore. <laughs>
Now coming up, we will be talking to psychologist Dr. Justin Darienzo. He's going to tell us about the signs your relationship is over. Just in case you were missing any of those red flags, yeah. he's got that the rules confirmation. for you. Yeah. Exactly. He's really, really big on TikTok at the moment, actually. So you might have seen his TikToks going viral. He gives really good relationship advice. And so we had to get him on, of course, to give us some advice ourselves. Yes. Please. And what to look out Let for. Let us know when it's done. Yeah. When it's done, it's done. When Put it's a done, fork it's done. in it. Okay. <laughs> He's coming up next. It's Room 104 with Trish and Kev. And right now we have psychologist Dr. Justin Darienzo. He's going to be telling us about the signs your relationship is over. Done. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show today. This is great. You're very welcome. Now, all relationships go through their ups and their downs. So what's usually the first sign that things aren't fixable anymore? Yeah, so so usually the first thing, there is no longer physical and emotional intimacy. So people start noticing a distance within the in the relationship. Mm. So explain to us a, a little bit about that. Does that mean that you're... You don't chat to each other anymore. That you don't, uh, you don't kiss, or you don't have sex anymore. Like, how does it, how does yeah. it manifest itself? Sure. You, usually, usually, sex kind of drops off, and then you you stop wanting to spend time together as much, and then you stop sharing so much information with your partner, and then you you may start talking more to your best friend than your partner who used to be your best friend. Mm. So you would rather be alone part is very um, it's very harsh because you don't usually want to say those kind of things to your partner, even if it has come to an end. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. And, and you know, in, in terms of that factor, because that's really the second stage when you start no longer wanting to actually be with that partner. And when, when I'm when I'm working with couples, they the person that is wanting to break up and move, move beyond the relationship, they will start negotiating time to be away from their partner. So the other partner is, becomes really surprised. Like what, you don't, you don't want to be with me. I I thought everything was okay. You know, I'm your best friend. Why would you not want to spend time with me or our family together? So it's just, it's a strange experience for the other person. We've kind of discussed this uh, quite a bit on the show, this idea that um, some couples have maybe one night a week where they do things completely separately or even um, maybe sleep in separate beds. Do you think there is a, a healthy amount of keeping separate or is that an oh, is that could that be an overall sign towards this being the end? Yeah. So every every relationship is different. Right. And it really depends on whether you're an introvert, extrovert, you know, how many friends you have, how social you are. Uh, but it, the issue is really when there's a there's a sudden change within the within the relationship. So something that you know something that changes from what you are are used to. But in the the healthier relationships, I mean, you do have two people that want to spend lots of time together. I am always concerned when somebody prefers, you know, they have a preference to not be with their partner. That's usually a sign. So, but certainly you should have other relationships because sometimes a relationship becomes overwhelming when you have the expectation that your partner meets every single need. And that, that can be exhausting, right. For, for your partner, if that's you. So, 
I think that's where we get it wrong sometimes. This whole, okay, if you love me, then you would spend all your time with me. And that's not necessarily um, a healthy sign of a relationship either. That's right. There's got, there's got to be, there's got to be a, a balance and, and people that people that have that, those sentiments are, are usually people that um, have, have a uh, insecure attachment style where they only feel okay if they're connected and spending time with their partner. So people that, that have a significant um, insecure attachment style will often feel like they are almost disintegrating if they're not spending time with their partner. So they, they become very desperate. And, I, and when somebody's in that situation, I often tell them that there's no attraction and desperation. You have to, you got to get control of yourself. You can't act like that, or you're going to drive this person away. And these same people usually have a whole history of driving people away because of that behavior. Is that something you see in in when you have couples with you? Do you see that there is maybe one who is overly dependent uh, on the other person? And how do you how do you tackle that? Yeah, so so it, it is it is common that, that people come to, to therapy with a psychologist to to address that, um, because often um and this, this can happen when there are issues in the relationship, when the person is finally being, when one is driving the other away. Um, and it can be a sign that the relationship is heading in the wrong direction, or it just needs to, it needs to course correct. And then what you do is you teach people about attachment styles and you talk about the research and you talk about what's healthy and, uh, and the right behaviors to, to have. And really when people understand that they're driving their partner away and they have a history of such before this relationship, most people will, will start to listen. And then you, real, you, you help people really stay out of that sense of disintegrating or that sense of fight or flight at the, think, at the thought of not being attached to that person and uh, you give them homework and they practice and, and most people get better, but it takes two people to make it better too, because you, the other person has to be very calm and not reactive when their partner is getting attached to them. They have to support the person and, and uh, remind them that they're secure in the relationship, that it's okay if I spend a little time with my friends, right? Or it's okay if I go walk the dog without you. You don't need to be with me at all times. And that the you'll come back. Stay. I'll come back. I promise. <laughs> yes. So and sometimes though, it makes it challenging for me, right? If I'm working with the couple and, and uh, one of them doesn't come back. Right. So, mm. you know, in the, in that example. Yeah. So. One of the other signs that we have yeah, to. Yeah. So for. sure. Yeah. So, 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 what I call this, the third stage is, is when everything leads to conflict. And it's usually these people are walking on eggshells with each other. And even benign subjects lead to conflict. They can't talk about anything. They take everything as a personal assault mm. uh, because they no longer have, this, have a positive perspective about, about the other partner. And then over time, as they're both damaging the other, the other, um, this leads to the fourth stage where they start judging each other. And it can be both of them judging or, or just one. 
where everything is annoying you about the other part. It's the way they chew their food, the way they look at you, the way they drive. Everything just drives you nuts about about your partner. Um, and that's and that's that almost leads to the the last stage. Before like, we move on to okay. the last stage, right? Oh, yeah. You know okay. the judging stage, right? That that, that can yeah. be a little bit yeah. blurry sometimes because sometimes they do annoy us, and we might sure. find the little things annoying. But when does it when does it cross the line? Then when absolutely everything starts annoying you, is it? Sure, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're bringing that up too, because right, because my because I know I do a lot of things that drive my wife absolutely crazy, right? But mm. it's when it's when everything. Um, annoys you, but but it's at a deeper level where there's actual judgment about the person, mm. and that is what is the killer. I mean, this is when you you see people grimace and roll their eyes um, and just have that sense of disgust about the partner. Okay, mm. I mean, it's you know, like as a psychologist, when they're coming to see me, I can I see their their facial expressions and and I know what stage they're in you know, at that point, oh. based on those facial expressions, you know, but, you know at the point of no return, like almost, almost, because at that stage, there's still hope because there's still emotion there. Mm. So there is, you could still turn things around at that point, but if left untreated, then you move into apathy indifference, like, you know, the stage of, I don't care anymore. I don't want to work on it. I don't care what you do. I mean, you can do all those things that used to drive me crazy, but I'm done. It's not affecting me anymore. Mm. And that's what, the final stage. That's when it's, when it's done. Mm. It's over. What kind of an impact has uh, the pandemic had on relationships like this? We've you know, all spent various amounts of time being locked up together. Some of us are now working from home permanently. So that, so that situation of not really sure. being out of the house as, as much as we used to, that's becoming the norm. Uh, so how has that you know, put a strain on, on relationships? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So um, for people that were already vulnerable and were already having issues in the relationship, it has, it has fueled those relationships. I mean, there's a lot of people getting divorced, at least he, here in the United States. You know, the only problem was with the pandemic, the court system was so slow to move too that people have been tied up in divorce really through throughout COVID and, and have been able to, to move the process along. So, but for people that, for most people that were doing well and really had a solid relationship, um, the isolation as couples has really helped a lot of, of relationships and even relation, not just with partners, but also with, with their children, you know, where families were able to do, uh, we're able to slow down and do things together that they normally would never have been able to do. So, you know, it really depends upon, it really depends upon the, the relationships, but um, I think the personal isolation more than the, the relationships ha has really affected people and uh, kids, especially. So I know that our, our, we have a pretty big practice in, in Northeast Florida. We have 11 providers uh, with our, with our firm. And we have seen so many kids that have struggled with the isolation from doing online learning and, you know, from high school to elementary school, all the way up to college. You know, I mean, these poor kids that finally go off to college their freshman year, sophomore year, and you would think they'd be in a, in a sorority or a fraternity, 
um, and have all these unique experiences yet they're in front of a computer the whole time. Right. I mean, they're in all, and their friends are virtual friends. So it, it was a tough process, but thank goodness we're, we're coming out on the yeah. other side. Mm. Absolutely. And then do, do you guys know that this, I mean, this TikTok that I, I believe that you discovered, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got an email from a, fr- I, I got a Facebook message from a friend on Saturday morning and he's like, dude, you made it to Bill Maher. Bill Maher <laughs> on real time was Amazing. making fun of me, you know, on HBO Max. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing, but but I was very honored to be uh, on that show by proxy yeah. through the TikTok. Right. So it was, it was exciting. The power of TikTok, I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm, yeah. I'm even here with my social media person, my secret weapon. Um, Katie, Katie Leeper. We've just started doing social media the past few, few months and just really having a good time with it. Are you enjoying it? Do you enjoy making the videos? Oh, I, I enjoy making the videos more than I do uh, seeing patients. I mean, I, I, I should have been, I should have been an actor or something. You know, I love it. I love it. So well, we're fun. embracing you on the world of TikTok as well. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much. One of the um, other questions I wanted to ask was about relationships that might have someone who is um, uh, one partner that's neurodivergent. They can um, see the world differently. And I suppose when it comes to obvious signs that a relationship is over, what maybe what maybe um, are some of the tips that you can offer them? Yeah. So, so the, I mean, so these tips, I mean, it really doesn't, it, you know, whatever your, your, your orientation or your identification, I mean, this is like, this is a human experience, Mm. you know, when we go through these steps. So these steps are not just about intimate relationships either. It's not just about a partner. These steps have to do with friendships too. I mean, you know, cause I mean, our, our, uh, they have to do with friendships, relationships with your parents, um, you know, other family members. This is the human experience of when we're either attaching to people or we're, we're breaking apart from people. Um, okay. So how important, it applies to them as well. How important is being honest and open uh, with your partner in a, in a relationship? It's something we hear all the time, but what's uh, your take on it? Well, I mean, you should know every, you should know almost everything about your partner. I mean, you have to know how their mind works. If you don't know the truth, you're not having a relationship with them. Mm. Right. And that's where people are so feel so betrayed or devastated too, when they find out something else about their partner that they should have known. Right. I mean, that's the betrayal. Um, and that often happens in marriages, though, too, when somebody's been married for many years and then they find out that somebody has had a secret life and they then mm. they question everything. I mean, I it's like a jigsaw puzzle that's been, you know, when you find the truth about someone um, and it wasn't the truth that you knew, it's like a jigsaw puzzle has been exploded. Right. And they're left trying to put all the pieces together and, mm. no, and nothing fits. Mm. So what the if- truth is key. Or that's no relationship. Even with little white lies. Mm. Well, I mean, we all t- we all tell little white lies, um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, as you are with your partner for several years, you know their little white lies. Mm. <laughs> so we need to know the truth. 
that's it. Open and honest if you want a successful relationship. Okay. And um, any final tips for us? If if we're at the say the the final stage, which you call stage five, um, where they're completely shutting out, do you think there's any coming back from that? Is that the final step then, where yeah. it's absolutely unretrievable? I mean, that, that is usually the final blow, right? Mm-hmm. But I've seen people come back. Of course, that's anecdotal. But if we're relying on what the, what the, the psychological research says, I mean, that's usually, usually the end. And we know that most people wait six years um, when they're having, after problems have already started before they start seeking help. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're not alone if you've been struggling for a long time. So you can still recover. The problem is when we come, when we're already in apathy, that we have little chance. So let's get there before apathy sets in, that get help before that final stage. And, you know, there's a lot of avenues. There's still some stigma about seeing a psychologist or other mental health professional. And, that's why it's great to see a, cl- a clergy member or a trusted friend first. And uh, usually if somebody needs more professional help, then those people will guide them to a mental health professional to, to, to seek assistance. Wonderful. So, well, yes. Lovely stuff. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Dr. Justin Darienzo, our famous TikTok doctor. <laughs> Woo. You guys, thank you. Keep I up the good work. It. Thanks a million. That was fun. Thank you. That was Harry Styles with Adore You and I Adore You, Kev. But I I'm going to leave. Too. But we are out of here. <laughs> yeah. As much as I adore you, yeah. I can't wait to get home to bed. Yeah, yeah. Mondays are hard. Mondays are horrible. <laughs> and the reason being, because we come off of this high thinking that the weekend is going to last forever. When you're released on Friday, don't you just feel like, yeah, oh, yeah these days are going to carry on till forever. I've got all the time <laughs> in the world to do whatever I want, whenever yeah. I want. But then, oh, wait, it's only for two days and yeah. then you're back to it. The harsh reality hits you on a Monday morning. I know, oh. but let's not get too down because it is Paddy's weekend. We've got not only a beautiful day off on Thursday itself, but then Friday's a bank holiday for so many people, so it's going to be great. Yeah, this week is already shaping up to be a very short oh, it's, week. It's shaping. Uh, it's shaping so good. Okay. Well, that's it from us. We'll be chatting to you tomorrow from 9 p.m. Don't forget the lads are back on breakfast bright and early 6am from tomorrow morning. So catch them then. Bye. See ya. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.